0: Welcome to the B-Team. Hey, I'm George. Hi, I'm Alec. George, what's the B-Team? The what B-Team,
1: do we do? We, uh, we talk about B-movies. Oh, yeah. And every week we bring two
0: B-movies and we fight out, see which one's better. Kind of a fitting name for us both, both B-Team players. Both former B-Team yeah. players, yeah. On our rise up. Trying to champion the whole B-Team category. I'd say I'm more of a fallen first-team player. Oh, really? you,
1: you could be an up-and-comer, but I think I had the making. I could have been a contender. I had the makings of a varsity athlete.
0: Many stipulate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to be exploring the genre of B-movies from all different time periods. Sort Mm. of questioning what a B-movie is, whether they can still exist today, and their relation to the different genres they find themselves in, and whether they're actually the true champions of the genre. And today we're looking at superhero films. Uh, we decided to be quite broad with it, but we've ended up both picking two films from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Pure Coincidence. Uh, two very different films, I'd say. You've gone for...
1: I've gone for more of a subversive superhero movie. <laughs> um, I'm pretty like pretty politically active, you know, pretty woke guy, and uh, yeah, the film awesome. talks a lot about my own struggles yeah, for American okay. imperialism. So it's called uh, Mr. Freedom, and it's like a jokey take on the American superhero, kind of a mocking American foreign policy. To give you a brief overview, he goes to to France to sort out a communist uprising, and he decides the only way to fix it is destroy France. So he ends up nuking France in the end.
0: Yeah, it's all based around the 1968 revolution, or the protests. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's like him trying to stop it. Mm. Uh, It was made in, what, 1969, I want to say, and released in... I think... No. Oh, 1968. 1968. Oh, no, yeah, release date 1969. Yeah. Well, it has to be after the May. Uh, yeah. Uh, the 1968. You
1: didn't like it, though. I thought it was pretty funny, pretty wacky, pretty out there.
0: Well, it's obviously a satire, but it just falls flat. You a think lot it's of the too comedy. on the nose? Well, I mean, even the character of the chi- the Red Chinaman is a bit questionable. The fact that this is an inflatable dragon. Uh
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, that's like so out there. It's not even racist anymore. It's just, just he's a red dragon. Like he's an inflatable red dragon. I but also, I just don't
0: think it would cut today.
1: I don't know, but it, you you have dragons in movies. There's a dragon in Mulan.
0: Yeah, but not as the symbolizing figure of China. Mulan. <laughs> the dragon doesn't represent the whole of China. I'd say no, but I don't <laughs>
1: think that that dragon represents the whole of China. It's just kind of wacky.
0: Yeah, it is wacky, but that wasn't my problem with it. I just thought the comedy was a bit flat, and like the dialogue was a bit contrived. Like you sort of was, you already knew what he was going to say, and expecting him to say these things. And there was some parts that were funny. Did you but...
1: enjoy the ghetto scene at the beginning where he raids? raids yeah, dinner parties? <laughs> fu- that's yeah. quite funny. There's yeah. a scene at the beginning. Where there's some riots, and he raids a dinner party at a black family's house and yeah. makes them, them sing his theme song. Yeah. And it's pretty funny.
0: That is a good intro. Yeah. but So it's made by William Klein, mm-hmm. who was... It's a Vogue uh, photographer. Yeah, he was originally a photographer. He made three, I think, three or four feature films, mm-hmm. and also some documentaries, and he was very critical of America. I yeah, think. well, he
1: was American. He yeah. went over in the war, fought in France, decided yeah. to stay there. Yeah. So was an American imperialist in his own style. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and became critical of American imperialism. Um, but pretty interesting guy. His photography is quite good. Yeah. He's not really fashion photography. It's pretty... Uh...
0: What, subversive?
1: <laughs> is that the word of the day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's pretty... Uh, it kind of doesn't really take the clothes very seriously, I would say.
0: Okay, that's interesting. It's
1: anti-capitalist fashion photography, if that really exists. Okay.
0: Maybe we should start, there with the question, what a B-movie is. Yeah. What do you think a B-movie is?
1: I think a B movie. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was trying to come up with loads of ways to define it. And I think the easiest way is a movie that's available on YouTube. <laughs> I know that's out there, but like, if no, no one,
0: if no one cares enough to like no, not take it off YouTube, no, I'm sorry, because you have something like Strike by Sergei Eisenstein. You can't say that's a B movie. That's considered one of the like in the top 100 at least, if not higher, of films ever made.
1: Yeah, but that's, I would say I would a prerequisite for a B-movie is it's available on YouTube. And then once it's available on YouTube, then you can just start defining it, narrowing it down.
0: Mm. I think the easiest way is to look back at the, so they originally came from the golden age of cinema, which was the, when George? 1940s. Just before the 1930s. And it was all—it was a way of showing a film, making a film with a really low budget, but that was commercial, and so you sort of play it in cinemas either before the big film or just ways to attract crowds to make some money. I quite think that's quickly.
1: sort of like their version. Do you know those little cartoons that used to come on before the Pixar movies, like Hop yeah. and stuff yeah. like that? It's yeah. sort of like their version yeah. of that. Exactly,
0: and and it's important to note that they're not Art House films because Art House films have their own sort of. Genre in a way, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I think can't get those on YouTube. <laughs> I think you probably could. There's some wacky art house films that you can find anywhere, but so I think that should be the definition we work with from now on in. So, but that's only for
1: films from the 1930s. No,
0: but we're now then applying that logic from onwards. So it has <laughs> that to logic
1: be it. is very temporally based. It's like
0: no, because B movies have always stayed as a low budget commercial film.
1: Okay, so low budget film. But made
0: to make money, yeah, or to attract a white a large audience, mm. which is perhaps why a superhero B movie is a good film to make, because a lot of people love f- superhero films.
1: Mm. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't think they get made anymore, though. I mean, we get on to this later. Right? No, yet. yeah.
0: But at the time, so the film I've chosen is Golden Bat, or and the Japanese for it is I think Ogon Bato. Uh, it was made in 1966.
1: How did you come across this? It's pretty rogue.
0: Do you ask uh, Sophia? No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's just some construction work. Uh, I don't know how I came across it. I was just researching superhero B-films and it just came up. But so Golden Bat is considered one of the first superheroes ever and is considered to precede... Uh, Batman. The, yeah, Batman and Superman, who came in 1938 and 1939, whereas Golden Bat came in 1931 mm-hmm. as an original comic book. And I really like the superhero. He's very different to your usual kind of superheroes who are quite good-looking, quite macho, whereas this guy got a skeleton face and evil laugh. I He's- just... I've never seen a man move so camply. It's kind of <laughs> impressive.
1: It's like he's just going off to a drag show after this.
0: Did you not see the um, the nemesis though? The third guy who what, kidnaps the girl. The he was guy in camp. the furry suit. Uh, the one with like scars. on oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah. face. I think his name's like Klein. Cly- even Klein. No, <laughs> something like that. Uh, he was very camp. It really he did stole give, the show. Really
1: did give me Thunderbird vibes as well.
0: Yeah, especially when you had like the spaceship coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've gone for. And so
1: run people through the plot of Golden Bat for okay. those who for those who haven't been graced with the bat's presence.
0: So it's a teenage boy who's really interested in stars and stargazing, and he notices that planet Icarus of all planets is suddenly heading towards Earth, mm-hmm. and he tries to alert the police, but they they want they're hearing none of it, and then a secret UN organization, we do love the UN, uh, have noticed his capabilities and recruited him to help him fight. Or find a way to stop the planet from destroying Earth. They then land on this uh, planet, which uh, no, this island. It's is the he lands on the island called Atlantis, where Golden Bat is originally from, and Golden Bat awakens after ten thousand years to save the Earth if there are any uh, against any forces of evil. However, so when he lands on the uh, when they crash land on this uh, island, there is then had yeah, then met with the evil forces and i think it's called nazu uh a strange looking figure mm-hmm. he has like four eyes and a really weird bizarre costume he's just
1: basically wearing a onesie but yeah. With like
0: <laughs> yeah and yeah he didn't really move much either he's pretty impressive to cause that much destruction from basically his chair yeah yeah um and then basically this guy they awaken him with water and after it's the classic sort of Trying to find a laser beam that will be able to destroy Icarus. No
1: no no no. It's the lens. They're trying uh, the la- to find yeah, the but, lens. But they create a laser beam yeah, by yeah.
0: using the lens to destroy Planet Icarus and it's the classic sort of up evil and struggle between evil versus good. Uh, but I enjoyed it. You didn't for some reason.
1: Ah, uh, it's just it's a hard movie like oh, a B movie you wanna switch off in. Yeah. I feel. But that's it, hard with subtitles.
0: For you, yes. As dyslexic. No, but I mean, it's just like subtitles quite natural for me. I, I even, <laughs> but as in, like, I you I, you fully literate, <laughs> say. Yeah, But I put subtitles on even in English just because I find it easier to follow sometimes.
1: Uh, <laughs> great, I feel that is just the most wannabe, like, cinéville cine, move ever. Yeah,
0: maybe it works,
1: maybe, maybe.
0: But yeah. you, but did you even think it was a B movie?
1: I mean, I do. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it was quite high budget for the time.
0: It wasn't really. Yeah, yeah. It was really low budget for and the time. Or yeah, you yeah. just no, not no, taking f- honestly for the time. Um, and there were other big of superhero Japanese films that came out before. Uh, there's one called The Invasion of. The Neptune Man. I was gonna do that because I couldn't Very find really. a
1: film and I saw that when I was looking at your film on YouTube. Uh, but I thought it might might be too many.
0: Yeah, yeah. Japanese superhero films. Yeah. But so that niche. stars the same guy, uh Sonny Sonny Chiba. Yeah. Who also is a uh, cameo. Tar- yeah, Tarantino's a big fan of him. Mm. He's in he stars in Street Fighter and then obviously in Tarantino's yeah. film Kill Bill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I have to say, I'm going to be arguing my case that it wins over Mr. Freedom. I don't know. Mr. Freedom does have boobs. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, I feel nudity
1: is actually quite a key component of B movies. In B movies, I feel maybe in the
0: 1930s. Not actually, no, not even the 1930s, 40s. They've got to
1: be like they've got to be a way to get the audience in because it's not with the special
0: effects. But I think once you're in the seats, you're in the seats its not, cause of course, not, but You're not like, going to get bums on... You, could, you didn't have trailers back in those days.
1: Yeah, but you have word of mouth. Boobies. Boobies. I feel like... I feel like a good B-movie... Now I've come into the world of B-movies is like... It's got to be pulpy.
0: Okay. So do you think that's what makes a good superhero film? Pulp.
1: Uh, oh, I was saying make a good B-movie... I think there's no as we've seen because w- more than any other generation we've had a chance to see what makes a good and what makes a bad superhero movie mm-hmm. like it's a number of things. Yeah. Um I think first and foremost it's a character people can identify with and I think that's the big struggle with superhero movies because obviously you have these people with powers and stuff that aren't like common to everyone at all. Yeah. So they have to have like humanity is got to play a key part and like how you perceive that humanity
0: but i think that's the good thing with uh golden bat because it's quite the opposite because normally with a lot of superheroes they're made to look human and but like an idolized version of human so you're always trying to aspire to these people no but i feel like it's not about like looking human it's about like do
1: they struggle with having a girlfriend in this show? Like, Golden uh, yeah, Bat is super so he- cartoonish. But
0: superheroes shouldn't have to... St- they, they're just so irrelevant to the grand scheme of what they have to face.
1: Yeah, but then they're, then they're not a superhero, then they're just a god, and that's just a bit...
0: No, they're a superhero. Because Golden Bat is having to carry the burden of saving the world, and he has a responsibility and obligation to use his powers for, <laughs> some, yeah, for good. So he doesn't have time for all the but bullshit But Golden Bat like didn't
1: seem to be struggling with that. He, You know, he just... There's no, I saw no... You can internal see it on his struggles. face. You
0: can see it on his face, the skeleton. <laughs> the skeleton look and the evil laugh because he's conflicted. I see. Yeah. Mm,
1: I think you might be reading too deeply into Golden Bat.
0: No, you've got to give these guys credit. Okay. Credit where credit is due. But perhaps, So how's Mr. Freedom relatable or human?
1: Well, I feel... Other like,
0: than just being a caricature of American men, perhaps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel... Mr. Freedom, even though I picked it, isn't really a superhero movie. It's more of a, yeah, a fable. To be yeah. honest, his
0: superhero abilities are somewhat questionable. Well, yeah, it's really,
1: not that. Like Batman, obviously, yeah. is the superhero, but he's just rich
0: and clever. Yeah, but he's inc- he's more, he's incredibly agile and has all this. <laughs> he's greater than most humans in that way, in the way he fights and moves. And I think in some of the comic books, there is. Surely something related to a bat of some something similar to the like. I, I think
1: the whole point of Batman is yeah. he's just a normal, like just a genetically normal person, okay? No magical powers or anything.
0: Um, yeah, I'm not saying it has, magic but things.
1: yeah, it's more of a fable trying to teach like a very hammered home lesson, like very hammered home.
0: Yeah, but do you think it works in the vehicle that it does? Mm-hmm. The vehicle it uses?
1: I mean, it's
0: watchable. Yeah, There's boobs,
1: as I said. <laughs> there's a really good use of primary colour. I feel like Kubrick was inspired by some of the scenes. Really? Yeah, there's the, um, the cinema scene where he's talking to Dr. Freedom, his supervisor. Yeah. There's lots of bold reds, primary colours.
0: Yeah, but I think that probably comes from his involvement in fashion. Yeah,
1: but that doesn't mean Kubrick wasn't inspired. But
0: personally. I don't think Kubrick was necessarily inspired by Klein. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. I That's a
0: big stretch to make. Also, Kubrick was before Klein and after. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah but yeah. like, when did Clockwork Orange come out?
0: Seventy-two. I thought it was eighty. I'll have a look now.
1: Um,
0: but uh, yeah. yeah, came out nineteen. 19- Clockwork Orange came out in nineteen seventy-one.
1: Yeah, I feel like there was definitely a scene inspired by Clockwork. I'm going to look it up. Is,
0: is uh, Kubrick inspired by, by Klein. Klein? There's nothing. Maybe there's a...
1: But, um, yeah, so it depends how you define superhero film. I would go with the classic, like...
0: What's your pinnacle of superhero films? What, what, what do you define as a good superhero film?
1: But there's two. There's the campy superhero. I what? Okay. I feel all superhero films have to have like the Joseph Campbell, the struggle. Uh, Joseph Campbell, for those who don't know, is someone who wrote "A Hero of Thousand Faces." Yeah. In which he basically just said all heroes are basically the same. They all go through the same journey. In which you leave your homeland, you go on a struggle. At like the struggle's greatest moment, you learn a lesson in that struggle, and you return home with a prize.
0: Can I just make a point? Yeah. Do you reckon Joseph Campbell hadn't seen Golden Bat when he wrote this? Because I think I... I think he he would have to redefine his. <laughs> but this is what I mean.
1: I think so. All the modern superhero films, at least I can think of, in the last like fifteen years, they yeah. all basically follow that formula.
0: Yeah. To some extent, yeah.
1: And there's two ways to go down that. There's the. There was the serious way with the Batman Dark Knight trilogy, which is probably the pinnacle of the serious superhero movie. Yeah. But that had the effect of everyone trying to make a superhero movie, and we saw how easy it is to make a bad, serious superhero movie. Yeah. And then there's the campy one, which is like Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which are the pinnacles of that yeah. genre of the camp, the modern camp superhero movie. Yeah. So those would be my. And there's the 90s Batman.
0: Yeah, or a lot of Batmans before Christopher Nolan They all Chris, they were. They were, were all camp. camp. Yeah, very camp.
1: I mean, all superheroes were camp, I think, pretty much. Yeah. Till, there's obviously example like a few exceptions, but like at the end of the day, a man running around in tights dressed as a bat is a pretty camp thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. So you don't think Golden Bat can be classed as a superhero then? At all?
1: I mean, don't he is a fantastic creature. Don't get me wrong. There's something super about him, but does he follow the formula of a hero? He's just too two dimensional, isn't he? Really?
0: But he's superhuman, and he <laughs> saved Earth. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, are you saying someone he's not classed as a hero for saving Earth? I, he has to have left, gone on a journey to in order to be a hero. Because also hero probably is in its basic terms someone that saves someone or along those lines.
1: Either be a Greek translation, mm-hmm. which would be the most basic yeah. thing.
0: A person who is admired but for their courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Yeah, I take golden bat fits that.
1: I just, you don't even know if he's being courageous, so he's just doing what a bat does. He's not a human. <laughs> I think a super hero has to have like a human conscience. they don't they don't necessarily have to be an alien or something, but they have to like I don't even know if Golden Bats scared. Like, did, you,
0: did you not <laughs> shed a tear when he gave the girl the little bat to them whenever she's in trouble? The little bat like
1: is quite cute, but I don't
0: know if Golden bat I feel to be a hero, you have
1: to be scared. and that's the real hard thing about making a superhero film about Superman or something. you don't know you have mm. to f- contrive a way for them to be scared. Golden Bat is not necessarily scared. Mister Freedom, he doesn't look scared. Scared about America? Scared about communists? Yeah, gee. terrified of them. Enough. But, so,
0: but th- he doesn't have any noble qualities or courage or um, outstanding achievements.
1: He has courage. He bombs himself. Drops a nuclear bomb on himself. Pretty but bold. That's just,
0: that's just more stupidity. Bold, bold move. <laughs> that's stupidity and recklessness. Um, does he? He's good. Surely at what- that's cowardly. To bo-
1: to drop a nuclear bomb on yourself, I yeah. feel that's a hard argument to mm-hmm. un- argue,
0: right? Or even selfish,
1: but to kill yourself?
0: No, to drop a nuclear bomb on everyone.
1: No, but he his thoughts, and this may be true that it's better to be dead than be a communist. Be, no.
0: Yeah, but he's given up. You don't you don't want a hero who gives up.
1: I don't think he, he's made the ultimate sacrifice.
0: No, he's given up. He's left the rest of those fellow Americans who are desperate for imperialism to continue. And now he's left the fight for them. I don't know. That's not a noble hero. That's not a noble death at all, George. He doesn't die. Well, he certainly drops a bomb and he gives up. I don't think he gives up. I think that's just... I mean, you've just changed your story there. Choose Mr. Freedom. Is he fighting for freedom or for his own life?
1: Mm. Well, he's not fighting for his own life because he drops a bomb on himself.
0: So are you now going back to your original argument? What's my argument? That he is selfish and that he didn't die a noble death because he gave up.
1: Well he doesn't die. I've never said he dies a noble death.
0: but you're saying he dropped a bomb on himself and you're saying that's courageous. Expect-
1: he's like the iron giant in mm. um That's also a great hero film. But not a B movie. I mean I could <laughs> I me and Elliot have had some differences on what is a B movie.
0: Well your choices were Hancock, which made over 100 million uh, jumper which made over 100 million and their budget and you need to remember their budgets are huge oh but jumper is so good but
1: so bad yeah, yeah but it's
0: got <laughs> I had an 8 million budget and still made over 100 million what was the other one you suggested oh and then Alan IVerson
1: Alan IVerson is a hero <laughs>
0: not a superhero
1: well that's what I was going to uh, like if you take um Joseph Campbell's hero thing Alan Iverson is a hero
0: Yeah he's a hero Not a superhero He's
1: a superhero like he's Michael Jordan su- Alan Iverson the Superheroes
0: They're not superheroes They're heroes They are no, They're, su- you they're couldn't
1: do, No one can do what they do Hence why they're paid so much And occupy these places In society Yeah but
0: They're still human
1: They don't have any So is Batman They
0: don't have any Yeah but Batman's different No he's not He is I You really want to argue That they're superheroes
1: Yes, I would argue that athletes are superheroes. The best of no, the not. best. They're not.
0: They're nothing special.
1: Hence why, well, special, as a culture, we worship them.
0: No, I wouldn't say they're superheroes. Then why aren't there more films made about them? Or why aren't they in- integrated more into the superhero genre?
1: They are. The Shaq, Shaq, Shaq's film, I can't remember <laughs> what it's called, like Man of Steel.
0: Uh, the best one would be to argue Michael Jordan's one. What's that? Uh, with Bugs Bunny. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Still, I disagree. Anyway, we were diverging too much from the original argument. What would be your free selling points for Mister Freedom?
1: Well, yeah, as I said, there's boobs. Um, Some great French actors in it.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, has quite a famous cast. Yeah, the lead female actress was in last year in Maribard and also in Chantal Ackerman's film.
1: Yeah, and then what's that singer called? Serge Gainsbourg's in in it.
0: He's a very famous singer. And then
1: there's a famous English actor playing Dr. Freedom.
0: uh, Dr. Freedom? Who is he? Mm -hmm. He
1: was in Halloween.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, What's his name? Donald Pleasant. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Jean Claude Drouault. He's also in Agnes Vardas, Bonheur. There's a lot of f- famous actors from the sort of French New Wave era. Which mm. is, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So your so, <laughs> selling yeah. points are boobs, famous, famous actors,
1: actors. And then on the nose, late 60s American criticism.
0: Not on the nose, it's just in your face. And it's not really perceptive or anything different.
1: Uh, great shots as well.
0: But the set designs are great. Yeah. But I think Golden Bat... Trump's sort of cinematography. Use of visual effects with such a low budget. I was convinced. I was convinced Golden Bat was flying <laughs> and that they were all in space.
1: I was I was genuinely impressed by the little bats on strings. Those yeah. are quite good.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot to be held for Golden Bat. Uh, obviously you have the famous actor Sonny Chibol. Mm-hmm. He sort of steals the show. Big son. Yeah. Uh, and like I said you have a Superhero for I want.
1: wanted One interruption I wanted to know The story of that Random white guy
0: What the doctor Yeah uh, Where's well, the UN you I know it, no, 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 But him.
1: I wanted to know How this Like actual actor in real life Got into like 1960s Japanese films Oh, uh,
0: He was a Businessman From I looked this up actually It's really weird He was a Turkish born actor And business executive Known for acting In several Japanese films so he probably has a few. Oh, he also played Hitler in a uh, Japanese satire. For
1: those who haven't seen him, he looks nothing
0: like Hitler <laughs> No, uh, but that's called Crazy Adventure. But it's quite interesting. I think he he just found himself in Japan. I think that's I honestly know.
1: his life. His life story would be a better film than Golden Bat.
0: <laughs> so you're saying there should be a biopic? Yeah. Someone should commission that. Would you reckon that would be a better B movie than Mr Freedom? But
1: it wouldn't be a. Oh, it wouldn't even be a B-movie, though. That would be so... His life is so interesting, it would explode.
0: What, Oscar-winning stuff? Yeah, yeah. You still haven't sold me.
1: You haven't sold me in Golden Bat, either. This is...
0: I have. I told you, Golden Bat, he's one of the first superheroes you get who isn't human, or made to have some human relation. Instead, Mm. he is presented for what a superhero should be, and they're unrelatable... And yet they have to carry the burden of being a hero and these. No, because the honestly, what, what
1: you've said is a god.
0: No, it's not necessarily a god. A god. Yeah, but gods are very similar to superheroes.
1: No, they're not. Superheroes are relatable. That's the whole point of superheroes.
0: No, but you're just basing this on Joseph Campbell's no, but definition, also which is also good, just a focus okay, on heroes, not superheroes. The best
1: superhero films of the last decade, probably. Of the last two decades, I would say, probably. Batman, Dark Knight Rises.
0: Yeah, the Dark Knight. It's good.
1: Very human film.
0: Yes. Guardians mm. of the
1: Galaxy One.
0: Uh yes.
1: Very relatable, and Thor Ragnarok. Very, he's literally a god, but like, yeah, exactly. he's struggling with depression. That's the whole point. That's why it's relatable.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't take anything away from Golden Bat.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, he's not but, a superhero. The
0: superhero, how does that not make him a superhero? Because
1: he's not relatable. He's a god, not a superhero. But
0: for Ragnarok is a god.
1: No, but he's a, th- he's a flawed god. He's not like a monotheist, all-powerful god.
0: But Golden Bat probably does have flaws. You just haven't seen it explored. Yeah, I so mean, there's the a 52 episode series anime of him. I'm sure his flaws come up in that.
1: Well, then they should have included some but flaws. I'm, Golden I'm just Bat saying- should like, the sh- I can't identify him. He should like love, fermented cabbage and like not get on with his mother-in-law or something
0: but but this is the thing this is, is a good critique too many humans want to try and see themselves in a superhero because they think they are superheroes and they're not
1: No. But, <laughs>
0: but they're not superheroes are made to be distinguishedly different to humans and this is yeah, why he that's has to the c-
1: super part They're but they're half humans half like gods they're demigods they're literally that was the original superheroes was like Achilles and stuff
0: nope Superhero. Uh, a superhero is someone that possesses abilities beyond those of ordinary people who typically uses their powers to help the world become a better place or is dedicated to protecting the public and stopping evil. Tell me how Golden Bat doesn't do that.
1: But I think it's not a good superhero film. He's a superhero, but he's not a good superhero.
0: No, but he is. You're, you've just been so warped by the betrayal of superheroes as of late that you come to expect superheroes to have a human quality. Whereas if this was the original superhero, this is in fact what real superheroes should be like.
1: By your definition, the original superhero is God.
0: No, it's not God. It's God. I'm basing it's it God on the definition. <laughs> You're just not happy with how you've had this expectation of superheroes. Whereas... Originally, this is what superheroes were supposed to be, and now it's been changed.
1: Look, my argument is that your film is a bad superhero film. My film's a good cliché of a superhero film.
0: But it's not a cliché of a superhero film.
1: It's clearly a cliché of a superhero film. It's not.
0: It's a satire, satire comedy, but it's not a cliché of a superhero film. And I love the point of the superhero film and the uh, golden bat, is you have these action sequences where people just die instantly. And there's like a real sense of reality to that rather than having these long action sequences where you're sort of made to believe somehow that he may or may not make it
1: I mean yeah
0: yeah I mean they
1: die they die from like pokes and like poor attempted back kicks
0: because he's superhero yeah superhuman superhero powers Mm mhm Mr. Freedom isn't really a superhero film, and you even said that. So how can it be a cliché of a...
1: No, not a cliché. It's a good satire of a superhero film.
0: But it's not a satire of a superhero film either. It is. It's just a political satire. And it uses the whole idea of a superhero as a way of how Americans vision themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's a satire.
0: But it's not a satire of superhero films or the superhero genre.
1: But it's using the superhero film as, like, a
0: vehicle to do this. Yeah, but it's different to what you originally said. It's a satire of superhero films. It's a satire that uses... I you feel said, like we're getting bogged down in semantics
1: here. Look. <laughs> semantics. <laughs> I think this
0: is when you'd normally tend to concede. No. Look. You, feel, always, you always use the word semantics when you know you've <laughs> you've lost. How you are we going to decide way. this? I don't know. No one's going to get you. How, how? You had an idea. I think we should ring someone. Who have you got lined up? Uh, hey. Hello. Hey. We're doing a podcast. We've got a question for you.
1: Hey, Louise. Hey, George. It's George. How are you doing? Hi, George. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Uh, so yeah, we need you okay. to decide on uh, which of our films is uh-huh. better. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So Elliot's going to go first. Okay, so you've got a film called Mr. Freedom, which is about an American superhero fighting to save American imperialism and stop the communists. Um, Uh, But what? It's a satirical take. Okay, it's a satirical... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Can you say that
1: again so i sort of going up. I mean, I'm, I'm just driving. So. Okay. okay, so um, the
0: film's called Mr. Freedom and it's about an American superhero fighting to save American imperialism in France and uh-huh. trying to fight um, the communists and all this, but it's like a comedy satire. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, and George? And my film is about... A golden,
1: just uh, a, a Japanese film from the 1960s in black and white, really bad special effects, about uh-huh. a golden bat superhero who gets woken up and has to find, like, literally a glasses lens to make a laser work to shoot a planet out of the sky that's going to crash into the earth, and he's being tried to stop by a man wearing a furry onesie.
0: But it's based on the first ever superhero ever made. Yeah.
1: Anyway, okay. which one would you rather see, Eloise? Um. Oh, I, I mean they—they're they're both quite different. Mm. Also, you are—you know, are, are asking quite an indecisive person to choose
0: between two. Um, the first one does sound funny. The second one sounds a different kind of funny. If I told you the first one isn't funny, <laughs> if it, I
1: told you the second one is has is in Japanese and has subtitles, I think the second
0: one sort of sounds a little more Okay, so are you going for Golden Bat? Yeah, I just found something bizarre. Yeah, okay, thanks, Eloise. Uh, we'll be in touch. I think, I think. We'll be in we'll be touch. There. You may be our winner of a prize. Thank All you. All right, bye. We'll, we'll call Tiff as well. Yeah, yeah just I feel it. that might be a better post. You just try and undersell it. No, but you were you were like, it's an American superhero. It, it is. is. It's way more funny than that. It's uh, Tiff. Hey, Tiff. Hi. Hi. We've got a question Are you on for air? you. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're no, on it. It's live. Yeah, no naughty words, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're doing our B team film and we've got to tell you I'm sure you've heard of it like, yeah. there's
1: been quite a lot of traction going on
0: don't know if you've seen the social media <laughs> posts uh, but we're going to try say your, our two films and you've got to decide which one you'd rather watch okay, okay. Uh, so I'm going to go Shoot. first and it's an American well it's by an American expatriate called William Klein he was a fashion photographer and it's called Mr Freedom and it's like a satire it's supposed to be funny but a lot of the lines fall flat but it's about this guy really eccentric american figure trying to save american imperialism in france and fighting all the communists yeah um wait
1: i thought this was a mockumentary but it's not right
0: no no no, it's serious but it's like a satire of like um, american's political stance uh on everywhere else but I think mean, George has quite an exciting film as well, so maybe listen to I him. mean, it's
1: not as exciting as yours, Elliot, but <laughs> it's uh, it's called The Golden Bat and it's a Japanese film from the nineteen sixties. And it's about this this bat like superhero who's been asleep for ten thousand years and has been woken up in <laughs> Earth Earth's hour of need and uh he has to save the world um and stop a man dressed as a furry mole yeah. from letting a as planet crash. As a furry mole from letting a planet crash oh. into the world. <laughs> That's sick.
0: Which one would you rather watch?
1: I think I think the latter, but I feel like Elliot, you didn't you didn't give a your all with your pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Because <laughs> like, yeah, I was
1: like, so you so had Ill- <laughs> failure from the beginning. Because mm, then, honestly, I heard the words 1960s Japanese."
0: Was it superhero film? Yeah. Well, Tiff, so... Um... I feel like
1: you knew in your heart.
0: Yeah, you Elliot, <laughs> so basically, basically...
1: We switched... We switch. And you, just, we switch, and you, and you, you yeah. graceful... No, you make tiff, a great please. point, tiff, no, you tiff. You make a great listen. point, because we switched films that we'd, we'd show off in order to make the competition evil, even. So I picked... I originally picked Elliot, the film Elliot was describing to you. Okay, George, you, my film, and I'm just a better salesman than Elliot.
0: You sell, Mr. Freedom. No, but
1: that film, that film sells itself. Really? Yeah, thank you, thank you, Tiff. Okay, Tiff, let me hit you. American Stud, going through France, making America look silly, looking sexy while he does it, with loads of cool French new wave actors in it, and groundbreaking set design.
0: Uh, it's not groundbreaking. groundbreaking so you're like inspired Stanley yeah, Kubrick. You're embellishing.
1: I won't lie. If this was Dragon's Den, I would actually invest
0: in, in Golden Bat.
1: <laughs> in in Golden Bat, but after George's pitch, 7. you know, I would yeah. I would perhaps negotiate a bit more. Okay. Yeah. So Elliot just can't pitch for his life, basically. No,
0: I just a Japanese superhero 1960 film sold itself. We've established this. Two people have now said Golden Bat.
1: <sighs> but why did you swap? Uh,
0: to, to try and make, make it fair, fair yeah. but like. If if you've got a Japanese superhero film, you're always going to win. So, it's quite hard it's to. True. Yeah. It's true. It's uh, true. But that yeah, is the law of the world. Thanks, Diff. We'll be in touch if you are yeah, a yeah. lucky winner of the week. Great. Have a nice <laughs> See day. See you soon, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. bye. Right. So George, I think that's been settled. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite just, unanimously. I'm
1: just a better picture than you.
0: If that's what you want to take away from this, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think I'll take that away.
0: But maybe you guys can decide. Go home and watch both The Golden Bat on YouTube and Mr. Freedom, freedom. If you want to waste because three hours. Because they're B-movies and they're on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and let us know. Next week, we haven't decided what we're going to be doing. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> so, again, let us know if you want, if there's any particular B-movies or genres you want us to look into. Mm. Uh, but I think that's round one for me, George. yeah. And I'm going to play a bit of Serge Gainsbourg. And so, yeah, I'm going to play a bit of Serge Gainsbourg to play us out. hope you guys enjoy. I'll be back f- next week to take another one from George. Enjoy. You've read the story of Jesse James. How did he Belle et son prénom c'est Bunny A eux deux ils forment le gang Barrow Leur nom Bunny Parker et Clyde Barrow Bunny, Bunny and, and Clyde Bunny and Clyde,
1: Bunny. Bunny and Clyde. Bunny. Moi lorsque j'ai connu Clyde